All men are created equal, but they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. If liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. Make America great again. Welcome back to the Big Mig Show. I am your host, Lance Miliacho. As always, my confidant and co-host, George Ballantine, working away. Uh, just been grinding on Wirecast, trying to get lots of upgrades done with Wirecast and Zoom. But it's all working great. We're getting everything smoothed out. George, you had a pretty successful day as far as production is concerned. I know that. You were pretty happy with that call. I did. We did another successful session with Wirecast. We got the yep. mixer figured out, but I was just running behind today, so I don't think I said it right at today for something else, something different. Totally related to videos. Nothing's going on now, but... I'll do it it's later. It's always a work in progress, man, I think. Uh, but you're hats doing a great hats job. off to Wirecast and uh, my new tech guy, yeah, we Anthony, thank those Anthony guys. over there. Wirecast, we love you guys. We appreciate the support. I also want to thank our sponsor, Sea of Mud. Uh, obviously, seaofmud.com. Great men's and women's apparel, coffee mugs. Holidays are right around the corner. Why not buy your liberal friends a patriotic conservative t-shirt or mug make the holidays chatter or just buy some shirts so you can wear it to those events in case you have some liberal uh, relatives like i do my sister uh seems to think that that, that she's yeah. on the right side of the fence constantly there's nothing i like better than walking in with a donald trump t-shirt on or maybe a big made cup as always tip of the spear if liberty means anything at all it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear you know that's what we do with that show this show we are unifying America. We are educating America one episode at a time. Uh, we are uh, obviously trying to always bring the receipts. We want to expose the facts and give you the opportunity to make your own decision. This is not mainstream media. We will not be bought. George. Yes, sir. What else is going on on your end, brother? Well, I was making a lot of phone calls today on behalf of Jameson Ellison's campaign. Oh, yeah, and you're I, campaigning away. And I came across a... Uh, Nice older gentleman. <laughs> His name is Thomas. He's from the Grumpy Old Man's Club. There's now like they're in Texas, correct? In Texas, Grumpy Old Man's yeah. Club. Thomas. For some reason, I'm getting a visual on uh, the Grumpy Old Man's Club in Texas. A bunch of older Texans. Well, you want to know what brought out Grumpy with them? Yeah, what? <laughs> Mention Biden or Dan Crenshaw, and it really Grumpy comes out. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, Grumpy Old Man Club. Thomas is going to come talk to you about. Uh, Helping Jameson Ellis with the campaign, so get off your grumpy butts and help out instead of just anybody talking about help. and anybody talking about it. Let's be about it. So I'm calling. Let's go. Thomas is uh, my right hand man over there for, with that. So I got and faith in him. <laughs> now that you know George Ballantine, Grumpy Old Man Club, you guys are going to be watching the show. You're going to be in the chat. We obviously need listeners, subscribers. We need supporters. We need people that are going to share our content and help get our voice out there. It's funny because we have the angriest doctor on the internet joining us tonight. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, you know, that that's his moniker. I did not give Dr. Joseph Lee, MD, uh, that title, 
But I've got to tell you, I've been, uh, you know, I've been watching him for a while. What happens on social media as we up. see one post. And yeah, there he is. There he is. The world's angriest doctor. doctor. Yep. Yeah, I love I love the title. Couple more, the wait, is, 10 more years, 15, 20 more years. You can be part of the uh, grumpy old man's club with that title. <laughs> yeah, and you'll be the leader. The point is, uh, I've been watching him. I appreciate what he's doing. Uh He's a successful uh, doctor in his own right. Uh, he's a practicing LASIK surgeon in L.A. He's performed, as you can imagine this, over 80,000 LASIK surgeries in 20 years with never a claim, which I have to give him credit for that. That is not easy in the litigious society that we're in. He's educated from Michigan Medical School, graduated in 94. Uh, during medical school, uh, Dr. Francis Collins of NIH was his genetics professor. Alongside his professional medical practice, Dr. Lee is constantly innovating and motivated to help progress the medical industry. And that's what I see online, and I'm going to tell you specifically what drew me to him. Through this motivation, he discovered a glaring biochemical issue in regards to viral respiratory infection treatment. This led to the formation of his company, Revere Inc., that has the mission to change how we treat viral Ill illnesses by better understanding how are they contracted and replicate in the human body. But more importantly, here's what I'm going to say about Dr. Lee. What I see is a patriotic American that realizes that uh, big pharma, the pandemic, and the vaccines weren't what they told you they were. He's clearly done the research. He backs up everything he says online with data. I see him get into discussions. Sometimes they're heated. Uh, but regardless of those discussions being heated, he always uh, lays down the facts that are hard to refute, even for the experts. And that's what I appreciate about him, because nowadays it's hard to find people that are truth tellers. George, let's not waste any time. Let's bring Dr. Lee on uh, and let's get started because there's a lot to cover here tonight. Let's go. Hey, Dr. Lee. Welcome to the Big Mig Show. Nice. Welcome to the show, Dr. Lee. We appreciate you taking the time out of your hectic schedule. You were running a little late. You were concerned. But I love the way you were just constantly communicating. I might be 10 minutes. I might be five minutes. No, I'm not going to be late. <laughs> he, was, he was concerned for me, Lance, because he knows I got to set up all the shots and stuff. And he want me running behind. So he was very thoughtful. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like being late. I don't yeah. like being late. Well, I appreciated that. But I've got to tell you, Dr. Lee, you know, I obviously, I don't want to call it eavesdropping, but that is kind of what happens. We get to spy on people on social media once they become somebody that we're aware of, that we, hopefully that leads to a follow. It leads to sharing and replying and commenting. But I watched your interaction. There was a tweet that I was involved in, and I watched you interacting with people and really laying down facts. And that's, and, and uh, we just had Thomas on from Alpha Omega Energy. He's been on our show a couple of times. As you know, that guy really does the research. Uh, he's on another level of the spectrum when it comes to bringing information. I had a friend of mine that I represented some of his slides to. My friend at first was extremely skeptical, and I would, I would say that he was antagonistic, in fact. Uh, and then he got done, and about three days later, he called me. He goes, hey, this guy's right. <laughs> so, and I think you're in the same category. Um, I call it the scamdemic. You know, and, and George, by the way, we're not streaming to YouTube, are we? Oh, we're, we're blocked right now. Okay, I just want to make no, sure. I shut it off. You, you know how they hate this stuff. So I call it the scamdemic. I don't like the lobbyists in Washington, D.C. involved with big pharma being as powerful they are. I think it's dangerous. I think when 
congressional representatives buy stock in pharmaceutical companies, especially preemptively to the pandemic, it to me is 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 completely dangerous. So let's talk about it. Let's go right into, uh, first of all, what brought you down this rabbit hole? What got you started on this investigation of yours? Uh, I mean, for me, I, I moved to California in 94, finished med school at University of Michigan, uh, came out here for my residency, and uh, I just, I got sick a lot. I mean, I would cough, this dry hacking cough, for months at a time. I mean, it was every two, three years, I'd get a, a, a cough that wouldn't go away for three, four, five months. So I, I thought more about my lungs than the average physician by far. I probably know more about the lung than the average pulmonologist. So when when COVID, when the news from December started, December 2019, a couple of buddies of mine, we were like, we bought the $700 masks. <laughs> like dark yeah. and, and the moment I got it and I put it on, I'm like, realized I'll never wear this thing. I'll never wear it. And not only that, even if I was able to wear it, my family and loved ones wouldn't be able to. So then if, if everyone dies, really, then what's the point of me living? So I'm, I'm like, no, the mask is not the solution. It just isn't. We, we, we can't do it. And I started thinking about it, and I was talking about it with my friends, and I figured out a lot of this stuff in January. And I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what I had found. And I molded over and over and over in my head for months. Finally told my mentor, May of 2020, I told my mentor, told a few friends, in March, they couldn't believe it. They were just in shock. Told my mentor, who's the director of Ophthalm at Johns Hopkins. He's a guy that taught me LASIK at, at USC Doheny in 1998. But I hadn't had much occasion to talk to him very much over the years. So, you know, now it's like 15, 20 years later. And uh, so when I explain it to him too, he sits stunned in silence, listening to me for 20, 30 minutes. And then he tells me, Joe, I think you're going you're gonna to be going to Stockholm. And it, for me at the time, it didn't even register. But here's a guy, there's not an ophthalmologist on earth who doesn't know who Dr. Peter McDonald is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when he said that, it, it was stunning. I knew the information I had found was stunning. And so then I sent the letter to Fauci, let me explain what the information is. So basically, the way I went about this is I said, look, when I get a cold, that means a rhinovirus infects one of my cells. That RNA inside the cell replicates, leaves a cell, and it's able to infect other cells. Now, that whole cycle of infecting, propagating, reinfecting, I asked myself, but it stops. Something happened, and it stops, because there are many times I've had a cold, and I was over it in three or four days. Not enough time for antibodies of any sort. And so in my mind, I ruled it out. I said, it can't be antibodies. A very, very simple way of reasoning. So I pretended, if I'm the cell, I'm going to pretend to be a cell. The virus injects its RNA, okay? Once that RNA is inside my cell, that RNA is the enemy. What should we do with the enemy? Kill it, destroy it. Is there anything else you should do with it? No. Two, what else can you do? Definitely treat it like the enemy and do not accidentally help it. Okay, very good point. You can't get more fundamental than these two statements. 
Third point. What else can you do? Well, if you figured out how to handle this, why don't you tell all the other friendlies? So those were the three points. And within one minute, on a phone with a friend, I had asked myself those questions, just treating it like the enemy. And it is the enemy. And this is always how we should approach medicine and diseases. So I, <clears throat> I went back to my room. I got on my computer. What destroys RNA? Ribonuclease enzymes. I'm like, okay, so why can't that be the answer? That destroys it. Two, how can you not assist it? Well, the viral RNA always wants to become protein. <clears throat> you can't feed it. Simple enough. Third, how do you let all the other cells know what's going on? Well, so the cell that's infected produces interferon. Interferon goes wrong and it does many things. But a key thing that it does is it tells other cells not to make protein. And how does it do that? There's an, an initiation factor that's necessary for RNA to become protein. Well, that initiation factor, if it's not, if it doesn't, if it's not there, if it's phosphorylated, no protein is made. And that's what interferon does. So the science behind this is incredibly simple. But you know, four years into this pandemic, and not one scientist <clears throat> on earth explains how we healed. I'm not talking about the people who died. I am saying we have mechanisms for everything in science and medicine. Every little thing. We know exactly how antibiotics work. We know exactly where ciprofloxacin affects the DNA gyrases and how it inhibits it in bacteria. We know everything. And this pandemic, which is on everyone's mind, no one even begins to explain how we healed. It, it, to me, it's just like the most bizarre thing. Well, this is how we do it. We first destroy that RNA. So ribonuclease enzymes are already present in all our cells. It's like a pit bull. It's like, but you don't want it active. So it has an inhibitor on it, like a leash. Well, that inhibitor comes off when you're fasting. And voila, you can destroy viral RNA. Now, that is the only hypothesis on Earth today as to how we destroy the viral RNA inside all our lung cells. And you remember Tom Hanks, when he got COVID in the year 2020, he didn't have a single COVID-19 antibody. So that COVID virus infected as many of his lung cells as it wanted to. And he survived, and why? Because that viral RNA inside his lung cells was destroyed. Who has a theory on how it was destroyed? Who has a hypothesis? No one, I do. And so my hypothesis is the only one on earth right now. Ribonuclease enzymes destroy viral RNA. Hmm. That's my hypothesis. You know, our ribonuclease enzymes are one of the, it's one of the most studied molecules in, in biological chemistry. It, there are hundreds and thousands of papers on it. But they, they missed it. It is how we overcame COVID. And this is how bizarre it gets. The world knows about the COVID antibody. No one knows about the ribonuclease enzyme. The COVID antibody didn't even exist for all intents and purposes in the year 2020. Because there's only one way to get it, two ways to get it. Vaccine, which didn't exist back then, or have the COVID-19 infection. 
And if you had never had it in 2020 before that day, then you didn't have COVID-19 antibodies. So how did 20 million people, okay, let's say 19 million people, how did 19 million people heal? They, they healed using a ribonuclease enzyme. I had this bet on Twitter. Sometimes they make it 1 million, 10 million, 100 million dollars. I say, I bet you that the ribonuclease enzyme destroyed more COVID RNA strands within lung cells than your COVID antibody in the year 2020. I bet you a million dollars. Sometimes I, I make the bet. I bet you it, it destroyed a million times more than your COVID antibody. <laughs> and no one has ever taken me up on that bet. Okay, so in science, science starts with the hypotheses. If you don't have a hypothesis on how we healed, you're not relevant. See, I'm a surgeon. If I have a brand new assistant, not very helpful because she doesn't know what I want to do. She or he doesn't know what my goals are, doesn't know what my next step is, is not very helpful. Just constantly handing me a scalpel annoys the hell out of me. Whereas an assistant who's been with me for a long time, has worked on thousands of cases, she can anticipate my moves. She knows what my goals are. The only way my assistant can help me is if she knows what my goals are and what I'm trying to do. Okay, so the human body healed 20 million people, 19 million people in the year 2020 without a COVID antibody. Do you know how it did it? Because if you don't know how it did it, please don't pretend that you're helping it. The human body did an incredible thing. Now, if we break that 20 million up and 10 million under 45, 99.9% .9 survived COVID. And so the human body did this, did this incredible thing. You are never in a position to say you help the human body if you don't know what the human body did. Now, if you know exactly what the human body did, then you can facilitate it. So if the human body healed 99.9% .9 of people under the age of 45, then if you know what it did, you can facilitate it and make it 99.999. So I say that the ribonuclease enzyme is a reason why humanity survived in the first two or three days. And then other chemokines, interferon, all starts getting pumped out. But in the first two or three days, it your, your cells don't produce all that that fast. So something had to help us very early, ribonuclease enzymes. You know, the Holocaust was a horrible event. Five million Jews died or more. European winters are horrible. They had no heating. They had no clothing. They were jet, they're packed together, not sanitary conditions. How come the flu didn't wipe everyone out? Because viruses do not grow very well when you're not eating. Hmm. Amazing. So yeah, look it makes at, sense. Look at every every toddler on earth. I say this is the biggest retrospective clinical trial in the history of medicine. Sometimes I say a trillion. A trillion mammals, human toddlers in the past hundred thousand years. Every time they get sick, they get fussy and they don't eat. So hundred thousand years ago, the humanoid babies that liked to eat when they got sick, they died. They're not our ancestors. The human babies that didn't like to eat when they got sick, 
They are our ancestors. That's why every parent knows when kids get sick, they get fussy and they don't eat. They drastically reduce their consumption because you don't want to feed the virus. No, you know, mothers knew this. There's that saying, feed a fever, starve a cold. They go back and forth. Everyone gets mixed up. I say, starve a fever and starve a cold. And they had it right. So people knew about this. They had some idea that not eating was very useful. And it is. But see, I found the exact biochemical pathway connecting fasting to viral control. So when you're fasting, your reactive oxygen species goes up. The ribonuclease has an inhibitor. That inhibitor, when it's oxidized, it comes off. This isn't, that part's not even my science. That's already well established. All I found was that fasting activates ribonuclease enzymes, which destroy viral mRNA. Hmm. And you know, it's funny. I caught COVID twice. George, you never caught COVID, did you? Um, well, I did, but I didn't know I had it. Yeah, you I had mean, a super mild. I caught it twice. I immediately went on the protocols, the Zelenko-style protocols with some other uh, artemisinin and some other products. I was literally over it. Uh, I wasn't eating a whole lot, although I didn't know about the fasting or I would have done that because I like to fast anyway. I do the 16 and 8 every day. And um, honestly, I was over it quickly. The only thing that lingered for me was that I was mm. tired. There was some tiredness that lingered. But as far as the side effects of nose, throat, lungs, I didn't see any of that. But I but I had the protocol on hand. I'd read about it early and I was prepared to, to do that. But I think what's frustrating for people is that the advice and what, what concerns me about the story you're telling uh, it's incredible that you identified it, even though it's not your area of expertise. There's these incredible metal, medical experts all over the country, everywhere, uh, that have been working supposedly diligently, and yet none of them have made this connection from what I've seen. You're one of the few that I've heard this from. I actually did hear this, parts of this from Judy Mikovits, Dr. Judy Mikovits. My question is, you think it's intentional? No, I don't. Do you think do you think that big pharma doesn't want people to know this? Oh, clearly they don't want people to know this because you know I, I submitted uh, I emailed the FDA back and forth. I tried to tell them that I had this amazing uh, technique to take care of COVID, and they went back and forth with me. And then finally, when I disclosed the thing, they told me it wasn't real. I made fun of them because I'm like, okay. So fasting, it's not a food, it's not a drug, it's yeah. not administered. It's actually the opposite of the FDA. What's the perfect it's, fasting? Can you explain that to our listeners? Because I want them to know. So if you caught COVID, you'd immediately just, uh, well, is it basically like a water fast or you just go right yeah, into water it? fast. So basically, uh, if you're young, you're probably not going to die of COVID. But if you don't mm -hmm. want a very long, severe course, why would you eat for two days? For the elderly, I tell them it should be a good three days because all your other chemokines, interferon starts kicking in, which does a very similar thing. But the first two or three days before everything ramps up, now, you remember the most severely sick were the obese. Why? Because you can't trick your cells into thinking that there are no resources when you're obese and you're always eating. And then you look at women, and why were they less severely uh, affected? Well, dieting is a kind of fasting. 
if you happen to be dieting and barely eating 300 calories a day for a couple of days, if you get exposed to the virus, your RNA enzymes are a little bit more active. <laughs> and so that viral RNA has much less of a chance of surviving. And so that's why women were less sick. Now, you know, you go to a party and you eat a lot and you're exposed to COVID. That is the worst situation. Wait, why were because, women less sick, Doc? What did you say? Because they're, they're dieting. Dieting is a kind of fasting. <laughs> and anytime, this is how it works. See, in our history, in our evolutionary history, we didn't have food all the time. There were times when we didn't have food for a week at a time, two weeks, days was not unusual. This yeah, is hunter-gatherers. Yeah, so, okay, you have one person here who gets to use 1,000 calories in the day, during the day. I get to use 1,000 calories during the day. He uses half of his calories to move and half to grow his cells. I use all 1,000 to move. Well, who's going to find the food? I will. So when there's not a lot of food around, your body slows down its growth dramatically. A cell to divide, 70% of the right weight of a cell is protein. If you're not making protein, that cell is not going to divide. It's not going to grow. You know, you can see a 14-year-old kid that's been adopted by horrible foster parents, and the kid looks like he's eight. He didn't grow because they didn't feed him. So we have an incredible mechanism to slow down our growth on demand. And incredibly, that same mechanism overlaps with how we fight viruses. Because remember, viruses don't grow on their own. They grow within our cells. If our, every school kid knows this, viruses don't grow on their own. They grow within our cells. Now, if our cells are our, our, our cells always growing at the same speed, clearly not. Sometimes they're growing really slow. Sometimes they're growing really fast. So when they're growing really slow, the virus doesn't have much of a chance either. So that same mechanism that we use, because RNA doesn't just destroy viral RNA. It'll destroy our RNA also. Then we can't make protein. Then we can't grow the cell. So it's a perfect little system. And our system that we evolved over billions of years, a billion years, to control growth when we don't have resources, that is a huge part of the system that we use to control viral growth. I know. See, vaccinologists, immunologists, virologists, <laughs> they had a complete misconception I'm sorry, but they, they, they confused it. What they thought was every time they saw an infected cell, mm -hmm. a virus that had infected a cell, that cell slowed down its growth. They thought the virus did that, that the virus wanted that cell to not make protein so it could have more substrates, more building blocks to build itself. That's what they thought. Completely, utterly wrong. Gotcha. But they always found it. So they thought, this is damn good science. Because every time they look at an infected cell, it slows down its growth. But why didn't you think, possibly think that the cell wanted that situation? It's a cell. You know, it's hard for me because when I hear you discuss it, it sounds very common sense, one step to the next to make that right hypothesis or that right conclusion. And for, for me, what's difficult, what I have a hard time with is there's so many things related 
to what happened during the pandemic. We know that recently that Japanese article came out where the Japanese have linked it saying that all COVID variants, all different versions were not naturally occurring. They were lab created. Now, they didn't point a, a, a death finger on it. They didn't actually say, here's a deal. What they did was present the information and say the conclusion we've come to, these are not naturally occurring viruses. These variants couldn't have occurred naturally based on this set of information. We went through it on the show a couple of days ago, but here's what I want to say to you. We're going to take a break here in a minute, and I sure. want to come back. For our listeners, we're going to talk about the risks of vaccine uh, the amplified and the benefits of the vaccine, which uh, Dr. Dr. Lee is going to give you his conclusions. We know the CDC is getting a terrible turnout right now. We want to go into it. George, take us to a break. I see you rubbing your hands. I'm I know laughing, you're ready dude. to roll. <clears throat> doctor, doctor set off a firestorm. I think it's suspect. Somebody, all of a sudden, all these women now are saying, oh, I was dieting. I'm fasting. Oh, boy. Let's just go to break. <laughs> we'll be back. It. Hey. up for your toughest jobs or your most rugged excursions. Introducing Sea of Mud Apparel, your go-to destination for clothing that embodies the relentless spirit of rural America. We were blue collar before it was cool to say you work for a living. Let your clothes speak for you. Embrace quality, comfort, and the American way. Shop now at seaofmud.com. My Towels solved a problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wind dry you. That's why I made My Towels. They actually work, they're soft, and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of My Towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get my towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com You are in danger. They are watching you. Big Brother, Big Tech, and hardened criminals, too. Today, everyone is being tracked, then profiled, analyzed, and your information used against you, sold to the highest bidder, or just outright stolen. Even worse, the coming AI state, artificial intelligence, is now watching you like never before. Without privacy, you have no freedom. Every patriot, every American citizen believes we are a government of the people and by the people, not the other way around. So the time to act is now. Reclaim your right to privacy with Alias ID. Learn more 
at aliasid.com and try these powerful and proven tools that deliver dependable results backed by our $1 million privacy protection guarantee against data breach. It's all yours, risk-free for 45 days. You have nothing to lose but a lifetime of privacy and freedom to regain until Big Brother and Big Tech changes for the better and forever. Welcome back to the Big Mix Show. Here with Lance Miliaccio, myself, George Ballantine, and our gracious guest, Dr. Lee, Dr. Joe. So, I want to thank everybody, our sponsors, Sea of Mud, for our great apparel, shirts, cups, knives, in case you need them for the liberals. Um, <laughs> I always got to bring up something funny, Lance. What I, I do. see that, George. I know that about you. You've always got a little trickery in there, some yeah. sarcasm, waiting to get triggered. It's that New Jersey guy. It is. It is. So, back to the vaccines. Lance, earlier you were talking about um, <clears throat> getting COVID. So, when I got COVID, I didn't know I had COVID. I found out I had COVID because I took um, one of them spit tests. And, Doc, I had um, blood work tested. My antibody levels last time were 2,300. I was taking care of people that got COVID. I wasn't wearing a mask. People have vaccinated, got COVID. Nothing. You wouldn't even know. The way you see me right now is the way I was. But Yeah, you had nothing. I remember yeah. that now. I remember the second time you got COVID, you felt a little bit more, though, Lance, right? No, nah, I was just, it, it, I had this general lagging tiredness. It was a couple of days, and then I just started taking the protocol right away. And it right. was that, I remember I had that lagging, like, I felt tired. Don't know why it's not normally I'm a high energy guy. It could be all the caffeine. It's my one true vice. I'm out of control with caffeine. But at the end of the day, I didn't know about the fasting. I would have done it. I'm a, a true believer in fasting at this point. I believe it's had lots of positive effects. I do the 16 and 8 every day. And uh, I try to do the water fast every once in a while. I was but, getting ready yeah. to do it. And then I had some stuff where I couldn't do it. But I, but I, I want to get right into this, George. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, we're, you're always talking about the protocol. So, I, I, Doc, I did put people on... Um, the Zelenko protocol with ivermectin that got COVID and and they were good, no real no symptoms. Okay, but see to me, it worked yeah, good. Everyone wants to say that they aren't they're helping, and I I say you can't help if you don't know the human body did. So I mean, there's whatever they're going to find about ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, everything. There is going to be nothing that comes close to fasting. Because remember, the human body healed 99.9% .9 of us under 45, mm -hmm. 10 million of us in the year 2020 with nothing. Right. Well, That's we didn't know about fasting at the time. So, you know, we. All good. I'm just saying. This is like new technology yeah. to us. <laughs> we love it. I love it because it's a yeah. simple solution and it doesn't take rocket science. The normal person, Doc, what you've done here. What you're doing is you're giving people the ability because everybody was was there was a lot of trickery, right? There was a lot of suggestions. I mean, George had a cousin that they couldn't wait to put in the hospital. They put him in. Next thing you know, here comes the remdesivir, which we call run death is near. Uh, he's intubated and then uh, he passed away. He yep. didn't have good results. So you look at the you look at the process. We get so much <laughs> bad information. Something as simple as fasting is incredible. George, you know, go ahead. You know what's something funny though? Here's a here's a great situation. So when actually Ivermectin came out, they 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 crucified you in the news and everywhere. So here's here's another here's another um, a better uh, offer. 
fasting, it doesn't cost nothing, and you, you'll get rid of COVID. I mean, I'm just trying to think, imagine the things of what they would say to knock that down. Because there's oh, no yeah. money involved. You just don't eat. Whatever the time frame yeah. you have to eat, I don't, I'm not sure. But can you imagine what they would say? How would they, like, flip that? Well, they already are. The way, I tell, people, the way I tell people is a lot of people will tell me, oh, well, I didn't feel like eating anyways. That's not the point. The point is the science behind fasting, all the biochemical pathways are so solid that it is exactly the cure. And when you're 85 and you get COVID or the flu, you don't want to take a chance. You do not want to eat for three days. And my nine-year-old grandmother, uh, I think it was like two years ago, mm. she was in the COVID unit with the flu in Atlanta. I caught up the doctors and I had to talk to them for like an hour and a half, uh, hour and, a half and I said, you give her any glucose, you give her any food and I will sue your hospital. She walked out in four days. She was Incredible. admitted twice. She walked out in four days. See, it's how important fasting is. If you knew that food could kill you once you got a sore throat, who would eat? And when you're 85 and you get the flu or COVID, that can kill you. But if you don't eat for two to three days, you're not going to die. I can't guarantee that. But it is an, an incredible solution, and it's exactly what our human body is doing is facilitating that mechanism that our human body was using. Remember, in the year 2020, there were no COVID antibodies. We healed. And how did we heal? RNA enzymes the first two days. I think, it would be, I think it would be incredible if you created a simple, because again, I think you have the knowledge to do it and we would help disseminate it. I think it'd be great for the listeners to supply it with it and all our subscribers. If you could just, you know, go into one of the programs and take the infographic or have an infographic created just to show what the fasting protocol does to the body, something simple, a one-page document. I think that would be amazing to put up on X or in the community to provide what the science is to back the fasting. Because lots of people are going to go, oh, I was watching Dr. Lee on Twitter and he told me I should fast you know for the normal person but if they had that because i think an infographic nowadays people are so visual they have a hard time we're being pulled on by social media mainstream media we have they have a hard time focusing right uh, Absolutely. It, it, you know this adhd ocd you know at the end of the day by having that visual support would be huge george hey, go ahead sorry. what are you going to say um doc so someone just what? asked um would fasting for three days help with uh fighting cancer I have no idea. I mean, there's a lot of talk about fasting for cancer, but you know, every cancer is different. Okay. So it's really not fair to talk about cancer and fasting. Uh, I do, I, I'll, there's a lot of information out there about fasting and a lot of people have different ideas. And then a lot of things that seem to work in the past. And I, I remember when I was young, there was the grape diet. Mm. Uh, I think that decreasing protein intake is going to end up being pretty useful for a lot of cancers. Yeah. But yeah, it's hard to say exactly. George, I would recommend they do their research with the SSGQ yeah. and Florida Shark Man because we, we've seen some amazing stories. Again, this is not medical advice. You've got oncologists, you've got your own doctors. But I think nowadays it is so crucial for people to do their own investigative work. So in the line of cancer, I'm not giving medical advice. I would say you need to spend some time analyzing the antiparasitics and the people that talk about many of the cancers being linked to parasites. We're seeing amazing stories online 
That's not, again, medical advice, but go out and find those people. But let's talk about the risks of the vaccines amplified. And you believe the benefits of the vaccine are zero. Why don't you expound on that for the listeners? Yeah, so basically, uh, the, the key information I found that I told my mentor, and he was shocked, is, see, our, our lungs are in airspace. Our body is 70% water. If water fills our lungs, we drown. We don't, we're not drowning because our lungs are surrounded by this waterproof barrier. It's called the blood-lung barrier, air-gas barrier. Now, water molecules are tiny, 18 Daltons in size. That's a molecular weight of a water molecule. Water can't cross this lung barrier very easily. Okay, so COVID antibody molecules are made outside the lung. There are 145,000 Daltons. So if a water molecule looks like a baseball, a COVID antibody looks like a small car. There is no path through the lung barrier into the lung airspace for this gargantuan COVID antibody. And that's the two-page letter I sent to Fauci in October 2020. Dr. Emily Rebelding, right under him, she responded for him. She wrote an email, explained everything. Not, I wasn't very happy with it. My mentor who saw it, he's like, that is not very open-minded. I'm giving this crazy drastic information about their vaccine and they want to blow it off. So I got frustrated and I wrote 73 pages. Hmm. <laughs> Every detail of this issue. And I put a US copyright on it. I sent to them, no more replies from Dr. Emily Rebelling. No more replies from Fauci. I mean, at Francis Collins was my genetics professor. I talked to his secretary. She was stunned. She gave me his two emails, you know, the one listed. She said, this one works better. She gave me two emails. I sent him separate letters. I must have called thousands of directors at the CDC, NIH, and FDA. Chief legal counsel at the FDA, I explained. Just, just send me one scientist with an explanation of how your gargantuan antibody crosses the lung barrier into the lung. Because if your antibody doesn't get into the lung airspace, what mother would ever vaccinate their child? And if you don't know how this occurs, it seems that you should have a warning label that says that we, the FDA, not a single scientist, understands how this gargantuan molecule crosses the lung barrier, but we still think you should be vaccinated. It's very silly. This is the chief legal counsel at the FDA, back and forth. I, I, I talked to so many people. While Malone, McCullough, all these guys were get, getting their social media fame, I was creating this paper trail this incredible paper trail from October of 2020 with U.S. copyrights. Uh, it's going to be very hard to, for Fauci didn't even have to agree with me. The questions I raised were so significant. Any scientist who looked at it at that time would have said, I don't know if this guy is right, but damn, we don't know anything about our vaccine. We've got to go back to the you know, lab bench. We have no idea what we're doing. That was the only appropriate scientific response. And so for three and a half years, I had to hear Fauci said, follow the science, follow the science. He was not following the science. Mm -hmm. And that 73 page letter, like you say, did they want to do it? On, did they do it on purpose? Well, if I tell him that your vaccine works because of a neutralizing antibody in the lung that binds the virus before the virus can infect the lung cell, that's your hypothesis. And I blow a hole in your hypothesis completely out of the water and you still want to keep going. And what Dr. Emily Rebelling said was, well, we have good clinical data. 
I said, look, you think your vaccine worked because of a neutralizing antibody in the lung. I show you it can never get into the lung. Then let's look for another reason why the vaccine worked. Oh, I have an idea. Here's a hypothesis. Your vaccine creates muscle aches. Why? Because it tricks your body into making interferon. Oh, guess what? Interferon is antiviral in a million papers. Oh, maybe it's a side effect of your vaccine that made it work. Oh, then what should we do? Why don't you compare it with the flu vaccine? Because the flu vaccine doesn't create a COVID antibody. But it does give you muscle aches because it tricks your body into making chemokines also. Oh, so if the flu vaccine works against COVID and CVS, Walgreens, they all say that. Oh, we found that the flu vaccine also helps. Well, there's a reason. They're tricking your body into making interferon. See, science is about understanding how things happen. And if you don't know, and I present a hypothesis that's very sound, then you have to study it. Because if, in fact, I am correct, and the COVID vaccine did work because of its side effect, it's going to be short-lived, a few weeks at most. And they did the five-month study, and look how crazy this gets. You get the mRNA vaccine. It tricks your body. Your body freaks out, produces interferon. The mRNA becomes a spike antigen. Your body freaks out again. Twice now, you've tricked your body into producing interferon in a five-month study. Then you give the booster. Trick the body again. Body spazzes out and produces more interferon. That mRNA becomes spike. Your body four times produces interferon. Oh, so no wonder the data look good. Look at J&J. One shot. Interferon one time. You only get a 50% effectivity, efficacy. But the mRNA vaccines were 95%. AstraZeneca, you got two shots, but they weren't mRNA. They were just spike antigen twice. But you twice, you tricked the body to make interferon. So it had a 75% effect. It's a straight line based on how much interferon you're tricking your body into making. Mm. That's why it worked. Now, if it worked because of that reason. So, see, 73 pages is a lot. I put a lot of information in there. Any scientist who read that would have said, I can't You know what would make a lot of sense? I don't know if you ever saw what Garrett Ziegler did when he did the Marco Polo file, which was the Hunter Biden. He published a binder with everything in the Hunter Biden laptop hard drives. Pretty interesting concept. Self-published it. I, I have to tell you, listening to what you have, uh, and you describe it as the best paper trail to put Dr. Fauci in prison. I, I assume that's for medical malpractice and for the intent behind him not listening to the real science behind what was going on. Have you ever thought about taking what you did and getting it in kind of a, a book format with an index and, and self-publishing that? Because I think there'd be a lot of interest in that around people. You might give that some serious thought. I think documenting something like that uh, – well, you, remember, by, by, the ang- by the angriest doctor on the internet, it would be very appealing because there are mm-hmm. lots of people that <laughs> are not Fauci fans. Right. They're not Fauci fans. And the and, truth so, of the matter so is... This is my yeah. problem with this because Malone, McCullough, RFK, all saw this. Mm. And they're not using it. Yeah. What? Does that mean that they're covering up Fauci's mistake for him? See, this is well, how dark it gets. I don't like this because it gets so dark. But, you know, if you're an anti-vax leader and you won't use the best science to take down the vaccine and you won't use the best paper trail to take down the vaccine, we can't trust you. You've got ego. You've got other issues in here. 
Well, this is string theory, right? You're talking about it. You're talking about taking down half the vaccines on the earth based on this kind of belief system. And at the end of the day, there are many people nowadays that don't want to get their children vaccinated at all in any manner because we've seen this uptick, right? If we took it on a graph, the vaccines you and I got as children, because I got vaccinated, polio, rubella, everything else they pumped into us. But it's gone from, I don't know, maybe that was 5, 10, 15 shots. I have no idea. I've never looked at my vaccine records from being a baby. Uh, you know, I was in New York. But since then, the chart's gone like this. Yes, it's more gosh. vaccines added every year. And yes. we've seen all kinds of things. Uh, yep. You know, we've seen autism on the increase. We've seen SIDS increase. There are yep. lots of things that people link. There are lots of concerned parents out there. Yep. To me, one of the things that would make a lot of sense here is you, you've done the homework and you've set them up for uh, accountability. And I think that is so important. Accountability is what we talk about, George. I mean, accountability is one of our main topics on the yeah, show. Yeah, you see, when I call these directors up, if they had a voicemail, I left messages and I recorded it too. Yeah. I have an incredible paper trail. Not just that. I have a paper trail to Big Pharma because, see, okay, if you are a vaccine injured, I have the best legal path for recourse. Why? Because the PrEP Act gave these organizations legal immunity for their for anything COVID-related, vaccine-related. Mm -hmm. But there was an exception to that. If there was severe damages on the part of the patient, and there was willful misconduct on the part of the organization, then that nullified the legal immunity. Oh, so then I tell Pfizer and Moderna, <laughs> I'm gonna spell it out. The 73 page document I sent to Fauci, I'm gonna send you. You thought your, ant your vaccine worked because of the antibody inside the lung. I show you that it can never get in. Now, once I inform you, now you understand this, you either have to have a very good scientific rebuttal or you have to stop. There is no other option for you because I even wrote this on the letters to them because the PrEP Act says willful misconduct means you don't get legal immunity. Correct. And yeah. so yeah. is it willful misconduct? If I tell you the biggest flaw in the history of medicine the flu vaccine has the same fall. And how come no one figured that out? Because, because they said, well, the screen changed on us and we missed it again this year. And then who's going to blame the hardworking researchers for that, right? So no yep. one delved into and, it. And, and what I think is interesting here is that potentially willful misconduct is, you know, it's premeditated, right? At the end of the day, the mens rea of what they were thinking when they started this. Maybe the information wasn't complete, but I'm sure you weren't the only expert that approached them and says, I think your hypotheses, I think your theory, it wasn't fully tested. And I think these are things you need to look at. Yeah, but the fact that they ignored you, they ignored you. Right. They basically didn't pay any attention. No, I can no, see I this- I some responses too. Yeah. So I got a, you know, a, a tracking number, et cetera, right? Yeah. I got some emails back, which puts them on the hook even more. Yeah, but I yeah. even hired attorneys to send them certified letters because I was going to get these people. I, I wouldn't even sleep at the same place for a while because, you know, big pharma is big pharma. I didn't get an overt threat ever, but I felt like, oh, they don't want me around. I think you need to put this into you need to publish this. I think you need to put it in chronological order 
with the emails and the supporting documents, because it sounds like it kind of tells the story. I don't know how much additional notations or writing you would have to do, because somebody would just look and be like, well, here he is talking about the science. Now, you might need some graphs or some infographics or some images, maybe for the transport system in the lungs showing how it can't go. It'll never be able to enter the lungs because of sizes. There was an interesting video that we put up a couple of weeks ago that had to do with showing the COVID particles and masks, because they've been forewarning us, here come the mask, and we're trying to tell them the masks don't work, it's not possible. The particles, you know, are way too small. But at the end of the day, what I'm suggesting is I think a self-published edition on this, I could see this having amazing amounts of success because I think people are hungry for the kind of information you're providing. George, your thoughts on this? I mean, you tell me. I think we know a lot about the Marco Polo book. What do you think? I think it'd be um, actually very beneficial for him to, to get a book, put it out. You can build a website, too and have the people the opportunity yeah, to go the there. Lungvirus.com. Is it broken down like a book? Like, is it everything? Yeah, so to me- I did, I did write a 156-page letter that I sent out to all these retail pharmacies. Wow. Now, this is this is the string theory, okay? So this yeah. is what I want to get into right now. Is, it, is there anything else we want to discuss? No, no, no. no. Listen, this is your show, as far as I'm oh, concerned. We're, 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 we're the, you're the tutor and we are your students. This as as the, are our listeners. You know, we want to teach our listeners how to take care of themselves, how to defend themselves. Exactly. You hope for the best, but expect the worst. Be prepared. So this is how crazy this one is. I call it the, the string theory. I get I got kicked off Twitter March of this year. Mm. And I had, what, 45,000 followers. Welcome to the family, Doc. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't getting anywhere because, you know, Twitter was clamping down on on all the retweets and everything. Suppression. Yeah, and, but so six months I was out and I was depressed and I was I was in shock that all the anti-vax leaders wouldn't use my information because, you know, look, I had the best paper trail to put Fauci in prison, the oldest paper trail, the most well-documented paper trail. I had a legal path for recourse against with Pfizer and Moderna. And this is interesting because, you know, Pfizer last year, when I got on Twitter about last year, they came out and they said, uh, we never checked for prevention of transmission. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, I do. And no one could understand why they came out of the blue and said that. Well, I had a theory. A couple, a few weeks before that, I had called up Moderna and the, uh, the, the person who was supposed to talk to doctors and their complaints, that intake person, I talked to for 25 minutes, explained everything in tape recording. He was tape recording it. And I threatened, I told him, I'm going to release this tape on Twitter. I never did. I just didn't get around to it. But I feel like Moderna, I feel that guy was shocked. He's like, oh, cow, our antibiotic, wow, that's a significant issue. And I feel like they had a meeting. I'm just hypothesizing what happened. I don't know for sure. I think they said, just a minute. If this guy did this to us, he's going to have talked to Pfizer. Pfizer must know about this. They're bigger. Let's let's hit them up and see what, what their thoughts are. Okay, so then they call Pfizer. This is all in my mind. Then they call Pfizer, and Pfizer says, hey, guys, calm down. Calm down. <laughs> We're going to pretend that we never planned for the antibody to get into the lung. But we can't say that. Because if we never planned for the antibody to get into the lung, then even if he tells us, hey, guys, the antibody doesn't get in the lung, it doesn't matter. Because we already knew that, and we never planned for it. So 
the lawyers get together and they word it, reword it. The wording is, we never checked for prevention of transmission. Yeah, the compliance attorneys. The compliance attorneys are the master of word manipulation. Yeah, they are experts. That's what they do, down. right? Yeah. If the antibody isn't in the lung, it's not going to prevent you from getting infection. It's not going to prevent you mm. from giving it to somebody else. So the way they phrased it, out of the blue, came that I think that was the reason. And no one else understood what was going on. But there I'm has scared. been a lot of that behind the scenes. It would not surprise me, based on your letters and the expertise and the information that was presented, that there weren't some meetings. Let's face it, we saw group and narrative and specific topic uh, suppression control on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. It didn't matter. So for you to become a target because you had come up with information that had science behind an actual relevance, I would think that that probably was an absolute. I wouldn't think it was speculation. I don't think, that, I don't think that's conspiracy. They're not going to get away with it because Dr. Emily or Belding tried to defend it very hard, tried to defend the antibody in the lung. Hmm. She tried very hard to defend it because she knows that was the hypothesis under which they got their EUA. So you, you can't get around that, really. Hmm. I mean, Pfizer's going to try to play the, these little games. Okay. So all that's in the past. So I had six months off, and I was depressed because the anti-vax leaders wouldn't pick up this information. And, you know, fasting and the biochemical pathway underpinnings of fasting is, to me, by far the best thing I've ever done. Now, that said, six months I was off. I was putting it, organizing everything, writing the letter, because I was going to write a letter to send it to all the pharmacies, retail pharmacies. Mm -hmm. And my strategy was this. Mm -hmm. I sent all the letters to the manufacturers when and the directors and ICDs, they wouldn't change. Oh, so let me try with the retail pharmacies because they just lost $10 billion in the opioid crisis. And maybe they're a little bit more nervous about these issues. So I, I wrote a big letter. And while I was writing it, I came up with the string theory, which I say will destroy half the vaccines on earth. And uh, I haven't really had a rebuttal. So, this uh, is so what I don't know. Would the pharmacies even be held, be able to be held accountable because the um, big pharma can't be held ac accountable for the vaccine? No, they can be held accountable. Willful misconduct. That's why I'm yeah. putting them on notice. So Pfizer is already. I have informed them, and if they keep selling it without understanding how their vaccine works, it becomes willful misconduct in my mind. Now the jury hasn't determined what's willful misconduct. Yeah, but if I if I get in front of the jury and I explain that, look, I told Pfizer, and even Dr. Emily Abrelling felt the need to defend the antibody in the lung, and Pfizer saying, no, no, we never planned for the antibody in the lung. Well, what mother on earth will ever vaccinate their kid when COVID is mostly a lung thing? That's where it starts and everything, and your antibody doesn't even get in there. Then what's the point? Okay, so Pfizer is on the hook for that, on the legal hook, and we have to determine what the jury thinks. But you know the tide changes and the public opinion changes. So all the paperwork is in place. The paper trail is in place. Now, the string theory is even stronger. I mean, I have at least half a dozen arguments in my 156 pages. Each argument can stand on its own. 
Well, I'm going to hmm. hold you there for a minute. George, did you want to take another break? Yeah, yeah we'll take one, Lance. That yeah, so let's hold that thought. Everybody stay tuned. We're going to dig in the string theory, which potentially takes down half of the vaccines on Earth. We're going to try to convince uh, Dr. Lee to publish this paper trail he's got. Hopefully we'll have him convinced by the end of the show because I think it's a win-win. Guys, Big Mig Mafia, stay tuned. We'll be right back after this break. Going to decide what sites you visit. And they're only going to allow a couple thousand sites. 99% of the web will be off limits. up for your toughest jobs or your most rugged excursions. Introducing Sea of Mud Apparel, your go-to destination for clothing that embodies the relentless spirit of rural America. We were blue collar before it was cool to say you work for a living. Let your clothes speak for you. Embrace quality, comfort, and the American way. Shop now at seaofmud.com. My Towels solved a problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wind dry you. That's why I made My Towels. They actually work, they're soft, and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of My Towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get my towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com You are in danger. They are watching you. Big Brother, Big Tech, and hardened criminals, too. Today, everyone is being tracked, then profiled, analyzed, and your information used against you, sold to the highest bidder, or just outright stolen. Even worse, the coming AI state, artificial intelligence, is now watching you like never before. Without privacy, you have no freedom. Every patriot, every American citizen believes we are a government of the people and by the people, not the other way around. So the time to act is now. Reclaim your right to privacy with Alias ID. Learn more at aliasid.com and try these powerful and proven tools that deliver dependable results backed by our $1 million privacy protection guarantee against data breach. It's all yours, risk-free for 45 days. You have nothing to lose but a lifetime of privacy and freedom to regain until Big Brother and Big Tech changes for the better and forever.
Welcome back to the Big Mig. We're back again here with Dr. Lee and Lance Miliacho and myself. Lance, what do we got going? We have a string here, huh? I want to hear this well, string. It's, People it's want to hear this string. Theory, but but I want to open mm -hmm. up with this thought process. With, with the show is all about uh, improving your information, right? We want to bring in the receipts. Uh, we were talking backstage, and you know, my big concern that I just told uh, Dr. Uh, Lee is that. I just feel like that what Big Pharma wants to do with everybody is they only want to treat the symptoms. They avoid the diseases. I mean, let's face it, healthy people don't make Big Pharma the billions they make. Uh, when it comes to the vaccines, it was designated, it was given experimental designation under an emergency order by Washington, D.C., which gave them an incredible amount of latitude and no testing. My personal opinion is they violated that. They knew where there, there were side effects. We're seeing the side effects. We've heard about these, uh, these rubbery white clots from embalmers across the country. We've heard about myocarditis and pericarditis. We know that people are having inflammation issues. We know that there's other side effects. People are talking about potential side effects on your fertility. I, you know, again, I'm just telling you what we read and hear. Uh, it seems like there's an organized, uh, you know, team that wants to suppress. Here's here's a man who's been trying to put the truth out, and what do they do on X or Twitter? And this was several months ago. They close his account. He has a new account now, just like YouTube. We mentioned, I think, something about the uh, pandemic the other day on a show, and of course now we've got another strike against our account. At the end of the day, that's that's difficult, right? If you're not dealing with DEI, you're dealing with uh, other groups behind the scenes like the Twitter files suppressing the facts. So. Doc, you know, this whole theory you've got of taking down half the vaccines on Earth, I think there are too many vaccines. I don't trust any of them. I won't take another vaccine the rest of my life. It'll never happen again, no matter what they tell me. I'll, I'll be that guy that's just not going to do it. I don't wear masks. I feel like my own immune system is strong enough. I've traveled all over the world. Uh, but, you know, I had vaccines back when I was traveling to foreign countries for dengue fever and all kinds of crazy things. So... Tell us, so so. tell me why this string theory developed. I assume it came from what you were already doing research-wise. Well, let's get right into it. Yeah, so what I, I, I couldn't understand was this. So, like, my brother got two Pfizer vaccines. He got one, and then a month later or so, he got another one. A month or two later, he got another one. And then two weeks after that, he had a heart attack. But this is what I couldn't understand. You get the vaccine you have spike antigen in your blood, and you form antibodies. Good. Two months later, if another vaccine puts more spike antigen in your blood, what's going to happen to the antibodies that you created? They're going to get all used up. I couldn't understand what the point of the booster vaccine at two to three months was. And in childhood vaccines, they have a lot of these booster vaccines within two to three months of the first vaccine. I couldn't understand why. And then I, I, I started thinking, well, look, if, if you have an antibody from your first vaccine and you put in an antigen again, you're using up that antibody and it's gonna be cleared and it's no use anymore. Here's that's, that was what I was thinking about when the string theory popped into my head. So let's see, how well can you see this? We can see it. So here's a virus with spike. This isn't to scale. 
on a virus, mm -hmm. you're going to form an antibody to the top. Mm -hmm. If you are given only spike, and this is not a representative drawing, I'm just showing it to you. Mm -hmm. If you're given an antigen, a spike, free, not on the virus, you're going to form antibodies all over. Mm -hmm. So now the person has antibodies. Watch what happens. Here's an antibody to the top of the spike. Now you have the spike antigen that you give during the second vaccine. It sticks. Mm -hmm. But the bottom of the spike is now visible. And the antibody to the bottom of the spike can stick to that. But now there's another arm. Mm. And that can bind another spike antigen on the bottom. But that leaves another top of the spike. And your top antibody can bind to that. But there's another arm. Now there's another bottom. What I am showing is... It never stops. It may... You know, it, the string may become too long and it may break, but there will be a lot of them. There will be a meshwork of strands everywhere in your blood. And then what happens to your bathtub with all the hair? The hair goes down and clogs the drain. Hmm. All these antibody chains of antibodies will clog your blood vessels. Gotcha. Now, once a platelet gets stuck in here, these FC regions of antibodies activate platelets. And activated platelets then start coagulation by brinogen to fibrin. So you've got all these antibodies everywhere, strands of antibodies. They're trapping platelets. Platelets are activated, activating coagulation, including now you've got fibrin stuck in there. And you've got this whole mess that's a clot. Now, what I show here is that this antibody that you created from the first vaccine, what are the chances that it's going to bind to a virus? One in a million. It may never. But what are the chances that it will bind to the spike antigen that you give for the second vaccine? Almost guaranteed. So this chain of antibodies the strand of antibodies is not a side effect. It's the main effect of the booster vaccine. Now, unfortunately for them, this applies to every vaccine where you use an antigen where one antibody can bind to two antigen molecules. And that's practically half of them. And they're going to have to study, oh, which ones can and cannot fit. But remember, in a natural infection with a virus, you form an antibody to the top, and this antibody can never link to another virus particle because it's too big. You don't have the situation having a natural COVID infection. You only have it with the vaccine. Gotcha. Now... Half the childhood vaccines have this issue. So what did I do? Eight days ago, I posted all this 
on the American Academy of Pediatrics Twitter X account. Hmm. I did this with a lot of people. Medical Board of California, uh, Journal of Immunology Chief Editor, Dr. Pete, Dr. Oltz. Dr. Oltz is the top immunologist on earth. Okay, I require a scientific rebuttal for this because I am saying that a booster vaccine, the main effect is long strands of meshwork of antibodies that can cause clots. I'm saying that's not a side effect. I'm saying that is the main effect. And for something this startling that they've never checked, they've never known about, something this startling, then a chief editor at the Journal of Immunology, I'm like, come on, include this in your in your journal as a letter to the editor. It's huge news. It's a nightmare for your industry. If you don't call for a halt to all vaccines, every day, somewhere in the US, a child is getting a clot. Now, children before the age of four are given at least 20 boosters. Mm. 10 of them fit this criteria where the antigen is small enough. So 10 times in a child's life before four, age of four, you've put them at risk of forming a clot. Now, yeah, they get a clot in the muscle, big deal, and get a little lump, whatever. Get the clot in the liver, okay, 0.2% of your liver dies, so what? Get a clot in your brain, the amygdala, part of the brain that controls rage and emotion and memory. Get a tiny little clot there, you're going to have a personality change. So 10 times you have put your child at risk for a clot from a booster vaccine and, and not a side effect. A side effect is something in medicine we say, oh, there was something very bizarre about that particular patient's biochemistry, that particular patient's genetic makeup. Mm -hmm. that, a, a normal person, this would never happen. Normal person, it wouldn't happen. But that particular interaction of that weirdness with his biochemistry and that medication caused a clot. That's a side effect. This is not a side effect. This is the main effect of all their booster vaccines. And look at the science I'm using. What do I require in their vaccine? Only the spike antigen. Nothing else. No weirdness. No bizarre uh, preservative or contaminant. Nothing but their spike antigen. And remember, J&J had a lot of problems with clots. You go back and look at all the history of vaccines that weren't successful. Clots were a huge issue. No one tried to figure out the mechanism. The mechanism is right here. Now, this is super tight because the only thing I'm using is their spike antigen. And the only thing after that I'm using is their most rigorous science. They say their antibody loves a spike. I agree. They say their antibody will stick to the spike. I agree. That's it. And does everyone believe that the spike has multiple antigenic sites? Absolutely. Rock solid science. And why would this not occur? Because they are saying, yes, our antibody will bind to that ant spike. I'm saying, I agree. And yeah. this is my conclusion. So it's not a side effect. And, 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 and the thing about this conclusion that's concerning to me is that we've seen this uptick. We've talked, uh, we've seen the embalmers across the country 
you know, pulling these fibrous rubbery clots and they're talking about they've never seen clots like these. So there's obviously been an uptick. We obviously know there was a tremendous push on vaccination. Uh, the history of this is pretty clear. I'm concerned when you talk about the potential for a clot in the brain that would affect personality disorders, it leads me to wonder. We often talk that there's a mental health crisis here in the United States on this show. You know, there, this, this, some of the pushes and some of the things that are occurring out there, I remember the kids I grew up with, and I don't remember this tendency to be as argumentative, to be as compelled to have gender confusion issues, to have this need for, uh, you know, striking out some of the violence we're seeing in the school system. It leads me to wonder, you know, there's a, there's a theory out there when it comes to some of the LGBTQT65SG. I mean, I'm making that up because I every time I turn around, they're adding another damn letter. I can't even keep up with it at this point. And I'm not, I'm not, I believe everybody deserves to be uh, happy. They can live their life, whatever they want to do. I just don't want to see it forced on the kids, on me, on TV. I don't want to cram down my throat. Everybody deserves to be happy, but live your life that way. Don't force me. I will defend your right for free speech, but I do not defend your right to force me to, uh, you know, your belief system. But here's my point. There's a theory out there that a lot of people believe that because we have aborted fetal tissue in these uh, vaccines that include both uh, y and X chromosomes, that maybe that's creating gender confusion in the body that some people aren't able to defend when they're injected with this material. I don't know how much truth is in it, but what you just said makes me wonder because there is some behavior going on with some of the kids and I don't believe it's all learned. Sure, there's violence in video gaming. Sure, we've got uh, you know what I would consider the wrong books in schools. We've got teachers, but Doc, I didn't grow up those people. You know, I grew up in New York. There was always, you know, there was always a homosexual community and there was some trans, but it's not like it is now. I feel like there's so many strange things going on with the kids. You know, Alex Jones believes that it's in the water. And, you know, we talk about fluoride and how dangerous it is for the pineal gland and calcification. There's lots of belief systems out there. Do you think that maybe, again, I'm not asking you to stretch out and put yourself on the line, but do you think it's possible? George, you know, you and I have talked about this a lot. We get concerned about the mental health crisis. Do you think that maybe it leads back to these vaccines and the uptick in the amount of vaccines people are getting? Is this causing psychological issues? George, you comment on it first. I'd like to hear your input. I don't I don't know about the water, but I know fluorine is not good for you, but I do know fluoride. that. Fluoride. Fluoride. Fluoride, but when you digest it in your stomach, it breaks it down versus where you get it injected, as in with Rendesimir. So, hundred like if you look at the over the past twenty, thirty years, that uh, the uptick in um, autism and what with vaccines, it's there's definitely something going on with all these vaccines. I don't know. Somebody just said in the chat earlier, there's I don't know how many vaccines kids get fifty, sixty now. Is the the amount they want to. Huh? It's, it's crazy. I mean, that's just crazy. But I like looking at what countries in that certain places where in Africa, Bill Gates is not even allowed there because he experimented with them vaccines and just like, I mean, almost killed that population off. So, you know, I, I did some, uh, you know, posts on Bill Gates mm. because look at it this way. An African country, they find all this, right? Yeah. Now, if you kill a baby... And you had good intentions. Sorry, you still killed the baby. Mm -hmm. See, if you kill the baby, 
Does it matter how good your intentions were? It makes a slight difference, doesn't it? Absolutely not. It may be a tiny bit. Like you actually, you know, whatever. But if you kill, at the end of the day, say baby is dead and it was based on your actions that you thought were innocent and good, but it wasn't, are you liable? No, see, so Bill, Bill Gates, no, pushed vaccines. Looks like the main effect of vac booster vaccines are meshworks of antibodies that can lead to clots. It's infinitely more likely for this to happen than for their antibody to bind to a virus. Yeah, and, you know, it, there's a direct link for sure. I don't doubt the link you've made here. And Bill Gates, you know, 27 uh, trips to Epstein Island. That's everything I need to know about Bill Gates because I don't think anybody could go to that island that many times and not be aware of what was going on around them. You and know, probably not participating. That's an allegation. It hasn't been proven. But, you know, uh, my point is. This is ridiculous. It's 70, 50 some vaccines. I mean, kids didn't need 72 this before. Now, I just got the 72 number. Vaccines? 72 vaccines? Yep. I mean, are you freaking kidding me? I don't know what I got. I mean, I got some later on in life because, I, like I said, I was traveling globally when I was working uh, as a government contractor. So there was like malaria, yellow fever, dengue, you know, depending on what region, they were always giving you that cocktail. So who knows what I got. So you got that through but the I military. Take any vaccine. Did you go to a personal doctor for that? Or you went through like through the um No, I went through the contracting companies. Yeah. They would actually so I, prep I think, people. I we think... were going into a region and that was what happened as a contractor. So my ahead, my belief is like when certain instances when where you're getting those vaccines, they're they're made different as not to harm you as what's being given out to the general public in that sense. Well, there's truly definitely some that. concern about that. I agree. I yeah. agree that's some concern. We're all concerned. Let's face it, this is a fight of good versus evil if you really want to get down to the end of it. I don't trust Bill Gates. I don't so, trust WEF, you know, deep staters like him. I don't know who left him to be my medical advisor. He considers himself a medical expert. And let's face it, at the end of the day, he, he stole the Microsoft concept, uh, you know, for $50,000 from some individuals that didn't know what they had. It was smart business. It worked out for him. But at the end, that I don't believe him to be a trustworthy individual. I mean, his wife left. A lot of it, I understand, had to do yeah, with the Epstein, I Epstein don't believe, situation. Listen, she was right there with him doing all that I'm stuff. I'm not saying land. that she didn't participate. But you know what? She obviously so got to a point and didn't next, want to be Their there next thing that he comes out with, let him try it on his ex-wife, his former wife or girlfriend he's doing, and his kids, and if, if he has any grandkids. Try out his stuff on them and see how it works first before well, you want to give it to us. Well, his own doctor said that his children aren't vaccinated at all. Is it there true? You go. I have no idea. But then he's doing this He's doing this research with mosquitoes and how to immunize people with mRNA. Uh, he's also done uh, uh, coatings on apples and fruit with his company that have to do that because he's trying to get everybody inoculated. He believes in population control. He believes the the the, uh, the, the globe is, our our planet is overpopulated. Anybody that believes in depopulation control using methods that aren't, I'm not accepting. I don't want a mosquito to inoculate me. I don't want to buy an apple. I don't want Bill Gates buying up large tracts of farmland and not producing anything on it. It's no different than having the Chinese buy up large tracts well, of farmland. Speaking of that, Lance. They wouldn't let us do it in the CCP. I don't like any of those. So that technology in itself is dangerous for the population, George. That's my opinion. Go ahead. Um, Arkansas governor just um, 
told that um, any, any foreign any Chinese foreigners that own land there, ha they have to sell it immediately. It can't be owned by yeah. any foreign Where, land. Where's that? In Arkansas. Arkansas. The Arkansas governor passed a law that the yep. that any any uh, international uh, Chinese members can't. And I and I, I have to be honest, they wouldn't let us do it. They wouldn't let us go over to China and buy farmland or any property next to military installations or otherwise. I think we've made a huge mistake. It leads back to the border, but Huckabee. it's even what's yeah. going on at the border. These people aren't being inoculated, yeah. but they're telling us we have to be. There's something nefarious behind the scenes. I don't know what it is, but and I want to wrap this I, up. I think it's I know the CCP. I think it's, a lot of it's China, right? Yeah, I yeah. think it's I think it's an organized, fomented plot. There's no doubt about it. For me, Mike, the reason I love having people like you on the show is because it gives us an opportunity to get real facts. It gets it gets information that hasn't been watered down, filtered down, uh, you know, suppressed. And I think our listeners and subscribers appreciate it. Uh, what yeah. I want to do, Dr. Lee, in the last time we have here, I want to sure. give you the opportunity to talk about your website, tell them where to find you on social media, and then maybe, uh, maybe hopefully you'll do this book. I'd love to see the paper trail on putting Fauci in prison mm -hmm. and others, the guilty. I'd love to see it. I'd love sure. to see you do that infographic. If you get it, please get it to us right away. Absolutely. We'll disseminate it on the show. Yep. I'd love to have you back also. I'm sure there's going to be right. more. So maybe if you get that book prepared, we did it with Garrett Ziegler. We'd love to do it with you. Let's promote this. Absolutely. Let's get some I'll momentum because here's the thing sure. I want, and this is the last time and I'll let you have the last words, accountability. I want right. consequences for evil. Exactly. I want these people That's to pay the, the price. I, I leave paper trails for that reason. So yes lungvirus.com I put a lot of information up there my uh, X account is LASIK Eye Center with the number one and I had that from like 15 years 10 years ago or something I never used it and I just started using it a month ago and I want everyone to go to the American Academy of Pediatric account on X because I put at least 100 postings up regarding this issue and they haven't blocked me and they haven't deleted my comments. Hmm. And I put them on notice and I said, you specifically said you're mostly interested in the health of children. And I'm bringing up an issue that is crazy and severe and serious and a nightmare for your, your pediatricians. But a bigger nightmare is for the children if they get a clot from this. So you need to either have a scientific rebuttal or call for a halt to half the vaccines on earth. And so... I want people to take screenshots of everything up there because they have the information. Of course, I'm going to send certified letters and everything else. But I want accountability from the American Academy of Pediatrics because something this solid, you know, I talked to a nurse today at the surgery center. I did 10 cataract surgeries and she had, had three COVID vaccines. She heard this and she's like, wow, that is tight. And she's never going to get another vaccine again. I See? love it. This is, this is serious stuff, and they need to have a response. If they can't provide a scientific rebuttal, they need to call for a halt because, like I said, every day some kid is being hurt or d dying or developing autism from your vaccines, and you're responsible for this because now that you've been given this information, and it's catastrophic for you, but you need to deal with it. This is the worst nightmare for your specialty in the history of Earth. You need to deal with it, and you need to do the right thing. 100%. But with truth and with education, there has to be accountability, because without that, there won't be truth. Because at the end of the day, let's face it, Big Pharma is making incredible amounts of money 
on treating the symptoms and not uh, not letting people expand the truth. They did a fantastic job behind the scenes with the CDC and others to suppress experts like you and many others that were trying to help people during the scamdemic. At the end of the day, they did a fantastic job. They were able to kill many accounts. Uh, George and I got suspended back then. I actually got my personal account back. They still never gave George his account back. Nope. You know, uh, we were trying to get all the real news out and real information. George, uh, give us some comments here at the end, and then we can take us out. Well, we're going to just take us out, Lynn. So, Doc, thank you so much for coming with this um, information. I think information is power, and I do hope you get that um your thing chronologically in order so it'll make it easier for even someone like me to read it and go through it because the more the more it's out there the more we can put out there and share and people can post and and keep hammering away so i'm gonna i'm gonna look at uh twitter on what you're putting start hammering away with that because that's the only way we keep going because, i mean it's crazy right now like even youtube they'll ban you when we have scientific proof what what happened to believe the science lance we have yeah. science. They're, they're, they're only, well, wait, only, you only want to believe the science. Them, George. Huh? You believe the science when it's the experts right. that are getting paid by Big Pharma. That's the science we're supposed to believe. Right. It's crazy. Information is a weapon. You should only use it when you have to. And that's the key, right? George, we yeah. bring the information. We bring the receipts. We try to bring experts because I'm not a medical expert. George isn't a medical expert. Everything I know was self-educated. Uh, you know, it's tip of the spear, right? If liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. Please go find G. Ballantine on X. Follow him. We're trying to build out his account. Lance Miliacho, that's my personal account on X. I do more personal stuff. You know, everybody knows I love dogs. You'll find some dog posts and other funny memes and stuff. Our show account is the Big Mig Show on X. Go find the doc. Uh, doc, one more time, your X handle. LASIK Eye Center 1. Okay. LASIK Eye Center 1. Find him. Follow him. This is an incredible resource of information. If you're on Rumble, hit the subscribe <laughs> button. Hit the like, share. Take our short-form content. Just give us a credit. Please disseminate it all you like. If you're on YouTube, you can follow, but you can find us on CloudHub. We're alive on Getter. We've got the creator badge now as a popular creator. You know we're live on X all the time. If you're on Locals, go subscribe. And any tips, anything you guys can use, Rumble Rants, any kind of support financially. Uh, if you can afford to subscribe, great. There's free subscription and there's paid subscription. Do what you can. We don't want you to put you in the poorhouse. We know it's a tough economy. But all your support, we put it into the show. We put it in improved production. We improve, put it into getting more people on and actually trying to get a quality show that will educate America and unify America one episode at a time. George. Love you guys. You all have a good night. We will see you Friday, Friday night. Be there. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Doc. God bless you. God bless your family. Everybody stay safe. Doc, hang on a minute. We'll talk to you backstage. Later. To decide what sites you visit, and they're only going to allow a couple thousand sites. Ninety-nine percent of the web will be off limits. up for your toughest jobs or your most rugged excursions. Introducing Sea of Mud Apparel. 
your go-to destination for clothing that embodies the relentless spirit of rural America. We were blue collar before it was cool to say you work for a living. Let your clothes speak for you. Embrace quality, comfort, and the American way. Shop now at seaofmud.com. My Towels solved a problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wind dry you. That's why I made My Towels. They actually work, they're soft, and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of My Towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get my towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com You are in danger. They are watching you. Big Brother, Big Tech, and hardened criminals, too. Today, everyone is being tracked, then profiled, analyzed, and your information used against you, sold to the highest bidder, or just outright stolen. Even worse, the coming AI state, artificial intelligence, is now watching you like never before. Without privacy, you have no freedom. Every patriot, every American citizen believes we are a government of the people and by the people, not the other way around. So the time to act is now. Reclaim your right to privacy with Alias ID. Learn more at aliasid.com and try these powerful and proven tools that deliver dependable results backed by our $1 million privacy protection guarantee against data breach. It's all yours, risk-free for 45 days. You have nothing to lose but a lifetime of privacy and freedom to regain until Big Brother and Big Tech changes for the better and forever.